0: Hi there, and welcome back to Out There a Cryptid Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On the 13th of each month, I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural, and mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you can go and follow the podcast on Instagram at Out There Cryptids and check out the posts I make for each episode and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Today's episode is a shorter one, however, it is one of the most talked about cryptids. A sea monster that sparked a widespread panic at a Canadian lake during the 70s. A creature whose description resembled something straight from a horror film. We are talking about the Thetis Lake Monster. Let's dive in. Picture this, the natural serene beauty of a lake in British Columbia, Canada. Thetis Lake is located in Thetis Lake Regional Park just west of Victoria. The lake is part of a larger regional park that offers hiking trails, picnic areas, and opportunities for outdoor recreation. The lake was formed during the last ice age approximately 10,000 years ago as a result of a glacial activity. The retreating glaciers left behind depressions that later filled with water forming the lake. Now it does consist of two lakes, the upper and the lower Thetis Lake. The upper lake is the larger of the two and covers an area of about 30 acres, while the lower Thetis Lake covers around 20 acres. So the perfect spot for a monster. Before we jump into the sightings, let's set the stage and paint a picture of the Thetis Lake monster. Imagine a crystal clear lake surrounded by lush greenery and towering trees, the creature is described as a large serpentine creature similar to traditional descriptions of lake monsters witnesses claim it has a long body with humps and a serpentine head resembling a blend of a snake and a prehistoric marine reptile some reports even suggest it possesses appendages proportionally resembling flippers or arms its coloration is said to be dark blending well with the deep waters it calls home Now, let's delve in to the documented sightings of this elusive creature. August 17th, 1972. Robert Flewellen and Gordon Pike were alone on the shores of the lake, when all of a sudden they saw a disturbance in the water. Not knowing what it could be, the boys watched and waited. All of a sudden, a spiky head with barbed fins appeared, water streaming down a silvery-blue scaly face. Whatever it was, then began to walk towards the boys, revealing more of its body as it came closer to shore. As it came up, additional barbed fins on its scaly arms and legs were visible. When it was in the most shallow part of the lake, it was about five feet tall. Then, the creature turned its head and stared right at the boys. Everyone just stood there for a second until the boys decided it was time to run. As they began fumbling to stand up, the creature sprinted towards them. It was right behind them, so close that it was able to cut the hand of one of the boys with sharp webbed fingers. They were able to outrun it and got into their car and sped off, leaving the monster behind. The boys went straight to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and reported their experience. They stated that the lizard-like monster had roughly resembled Gilman from the classic film Creature from the Black Lagoon. Surprisingly, the police believed them and agreed to investigate. They found no creature, no prints, no scales, nothing that would be able to prove what the boys ran into that day. But then, four days later, the creature made another appearance. 12-year-old Mike Gold and 14-year-old Russell Van Nice were on the other side of the lake from the first sighting. The boys said it came out of the water and looked around, then it went back into the water. Then we ran. Its body was silver and shaped like an ordinary body, like a human being body, but it had a monster face, and it was all scaly, with a point sticking out of its head, and great big ears, and horrifying eyes. Both sightings included the same appearance and terror. But why was this creature all of a sudden appearing? Why now? The next reported sighting was 14 years later. In 1986, a group of teenagers claimed to have seen the creature from the shore. They observed a long, dark shape gliding beneath the surface, creating ripples in its wake. The sighting was brief, but it left a lasting impression on the young witnesses. Now, as Exciting as all of this is, there is some bad news that was revealed somewhat recently. Daniel Loxton, an editor of Junior Skeptic magazine, located one of the two young witnesses from the second sighting. Van Nice then admitted that he and Gold lied about their sighting. He even said Gold was famous for being a habitual liar. Another interesting thing to note from the interview is that Loxton found out that a week before the original report, a local TV station had broadcast the movie Monster from the Surf, otherwise known as Beach Girls and the Monster, which featured a similar creature to the one reported as the Thetis Lake Monster. Now Loxton did say something that ruffled the feathers of many in the cryptid community. He said that cryptozoologists don't do their homework, to which Lauren Coleman, our Lord and Savior, responded stating, There is usually someone around who wants to tell whomever will listen that such and such an event was a hoax to get their 15 minutes of fame. But hopping back for a second, the first sighting was eventually closed. A local man came forward saying that his pet Tegu lizard had gone missing a year prior and offered that as an explanation for what they had seen that night. Now, of course, we will go into this in the explanations, but this was enough for the Canadian police, and so the case was closed, labeled a mistake. So, it seems like all is lost, right? Like, perhaps this really all was a mistake, or purposefully faked for the attention. That is, until 2001, when the creature decided to make its presence known again. A couple was out for a late night swim in the lake when they said they felt a large, shadowy presence brush against their legs, but just as fast as it came, it disappeared. They could see it swim back deeper into the lake. They swam as fast as they could to get back to shore before grasping what they had just encountered. Now, this sighting is fairly vague and could have been some sort of native fish to the lake, but it still piqued interest and brought the monster back into the limelight. But then probably the most interesting sighting occurred that would shake everyone up. A man named Jesse Martin came forward with his very own sighting that left physical evidence. Five summers ago, 2006, I got a job with Freshwater Fisheries Society of BC, teaching people how to fish on Vancouver Island. I lived out of Duncan, about an hour north of Victoria. I spent my summer teaching people to fish, and my time off chasing rainbow and brown trout in the Cowichan River, and small-mouth bass in other area lakes. One day in August, I decided to try out Thetis Lake, just north of Victoria. I didn't have a boat at the time, but heard that it had pretty good shore access, so I decided to give it a try. Sure enough, there was a great walking path around the lake, and the action was pretty steady, including one solid three-plus pounder on a tube bait. I was having a blast exploring this new lake when I came to the realization that daylight was fading fast. After a few more casts and more than one last call, I hustled back to the parking lot. It was completely deserted. My Mustang was the last car there. As an experienced urban fisherman, being the last guy in the parking lot was nothing new at all, but just as I was entertaining myself with that thought, I heard something moving through the bushes behind the car. Being the scaredy-cat I am, I rushed into the car, shoved my rods into the passenger seat, and fumbled for my keys. As I did this, I happened to glance into my rearview mirror, where I saw a man running towards me. Now, if this were a horror movie, this would have been the part where the car didn't start. Thankfully, it did, and not a moment too soon as the figure was rapidly catching up. As I put into gear, he made one last lunge for the passenger side door, where his hand smacked against the handle. I peeled out of the parking lot and didn't check the rear view until I was on the Malahat Highway. I tried to calm myself during the ride home, but I was definitely rattled, thinking about what had just happened. When I got back to the place I was staying in Duncan, I pulled into the driveway. and was about to go inside when I decided to take a look at the spot on my car where the man had struck it. As I walked towards it, I stared, dumbfounded, at what I saw. Five scratch marks with patches of fish scales strewn throughout. I didn't sleep well that night. And when I went to work the next morning, I had to tell somebody what happened. That somebody was my coworker, V listened, partially, to my entire story. But I was taken aback when she didn't even seem surprised at the ending. Martin grew up fishing in British Columbia, so was no stranger to the lakes and all the creatures living in it. Well, except for one. Even after his sighting, he still works as both a seminarist and a fishing guide in the South Okanagan area of BC. Now, while reading his story, I was reminded of another cryptid we've covered before: the good old lizard man. The lizard man of Scape or Swamp is a cryptid that has captured the attention of enthusiasts and skeptics alike for decades. Scape or Swamp is located in Lee County, South Carolina. Legends of the lizard man emerged in the late 1980s when numerous witnesses reported encounters with a strange bipedal reptilian creature. It was described as a humanoid lizard standing between seven to 10 feet tall. The lizard man is said to possess scaly green skin, glowing red eyes, and razor-sharp claws. Witnesses often recounted tales of the creature emerging from the murky waters of the swamp, leaving behind a trail of destruction and a lingering sense of terror. But the most famous encounter occurred in 1988, when a local teenager named Christopher Davis claimed to have encountered the Lizard Man while changing a flat tire near the swamp. He reported being attacked by the creature, leaving scratch marks on his car and traumatizing him for life. I mean, the two cryptids do seem very familiar, not only in physical descriptions, but also in their mannerisms and the way they defensively attack. So could they be from the same species? I don't think it's possible for it to be the same being because they were spotted around the same time in two wildly different locations, but there is one more sighting of the Thetis Lake monster. That was fairly recent. 2014, a professional photographer captured a series of photographs depicting a dark, undiluting shape breaking the water's surface. The images caused a stir within the local community and attracted the attention of cryptozoology enthusiasts worldwide. Sadly, I could not locate the photos, which seems very suspicious, but this was the last reported sighting of the creature. And with that, I say we jump into all of the possible explanations for what these people saw. As with many cryptids, there are several theories put forward to explain these sightings. One theory proposes that the Thetis Lake monster could be a surviving relic of the past, a remnant of prehistoric creatures thought to have gone extinct millions of years ago. The idea suggests that the creature could have belonged to a previously unknown species that has managed to evade human deception. And there was a glimpse of this, with a legend that the Haida people spoke of. The Haida are an indigenous group who have traditionally occupied Haida Gwaii, an archipelago just off the coast of British Columbia, for at least 12,500 years, In Haida mythology, from the Queen Charlotte Islands, describes a similar creature with a human-like face, two tails, and often wears a hat. This creature is often feared by Haida canoeists. So, perhaps the monster has been around much longer than we thought. Another hypothesis suggests that the Thetis Lake monster may be a large, undiscovered species of eel, or freshwater serpent. Eels are known to exhibit impressive size and can grow to remarkable lengths. Some believe that an oversized or mutated eel species could explain the creature's appearance and behavior. Except, eels don't usually have any limbs, so this one seems a little bit further off the path. Now, there is another theory that is our favorite, explaining a cryptid with another cryptid. The reptilian conspiracy theory is a modern-day fringe belief that has gained traction within certain circles of conspiracy theorists and paranormal enthusiasts. This theory proposes that shape-shifting reptilian beings, often referred to as reptilians or reptoids, secretly control the world's governments, media, and powerful institutions, manipulating humanity from behind the scenes. The origins of the reptilian conspiracy theory can be traced back to various sources, including science fiction literature, ancient mythologies, and UFO-related encounters. However, the theory gained significant attention in the 1990s when British conspiracy theorist David Icke popularized it in his books and literatures. According to the reptilian conspiracy theory, these reptilian entities are extraterrestrial in origin originating from distant star systems or hidden underground civilizations on earth they are believed to possess advanced shape-shifting abilities allowing them to take on human forms and infiltrate positions of power to control and manipulate humanity's affairs supporters of the theory point to alleged evidence in the form of blurry photographs eyewitness encounters, and symbolic references in ancient art and architecture. Some conspiracy theorists also claim that prominent public figures, such as politicians, celebrities, and world leaders, are actually disguised reptilians, providing fuel for the theory's popularity. Now shifting gears, let's talk about the possibilities on the other side of the coin. Skeptics offer more mundane explanations for the sightings. They argue that misidentification, optical illusions, and natural phenomena could account for the reported encounters. These explanations suggest that witnesses may have mistaken logs, floating debris, or unusual water currents for a living creature. So, remember how the first sighting was labeled as a Tegu lizard? Well, they definitely are an interesting species. They are a group of large, Terrestrial Reptilians Tegus are known for their striking appearance, characterized for their robust bodies, strong limbs, and a very long, tapering tail They can grow to impressive sizes, with some individuals reaching lengths of up to 4 feet What makes Tegus particularly captivating is their varied coloration Ranging from jet black with bold white or cream-colored bands To a more patterned appearance depending on the species and locality. They are found in South America, so the climate of Canada is very, very different. Now, of course, this being a natural lake, there are fish and other living creatures in the waters. There's three different types of trouts, including rainbow, there's smallmouth bass, there's also various amphibians, such as the red-legged frog and the northwestern salamander. However, unlike some lakes, There were never any dinosaurs in Thetis Lake. Dinosaurs became extinct approximately 65 million years ago, long before the formation of Thetis Lake. Thetis Lake is a relatively young geological feature compared to the age of dinosaurs. And we do have to remember that despite the numerous sightings and speculation, no concrete evidence has ever been found to definitively prove or disprove the existence of the Thetis Lake monster. What do I think? I have to lean on the side that maybe this was just a case of children's overactive imaginations. I mean, we have absolutely zero pieces of evidence, just stories. Maybe one day, something physical will appear. The mystery surrounding this elusive creature continues to endure, captivating the hearts and minds of those who dare to ponder the possibilities. The truth remains submerged beneath the lake's shimmering surface so what do you think is the lake monster really out there we are on instagram at out so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next it would mean a lot to us if you go to apple podcasts and leave us a review it is a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy just like you One month from today, I will be covering a cryptid that emerged from the shadows over a century ago with its large wings, glowing eyes, and a powerful stench. We'll be talking about the Van Meter Monster. See you next month. This episode is written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo designed by Jason Slakes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.